0: Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 124th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse, 20th Anniversary Edition. The coming darkness. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves.
1: I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle, also known as Guards the Low. He's a Philodox of the Children of Gaia.
0: Hi, I'm Sam.
2: I play Korra. She's an Aruna in the Geta Fitness.
1: Hi, I'm Adam. I play
3: Mark
4: Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, Speaks in Sweet Whispers. He is a Theurge of the Silent Striders.
5: Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howls in Memory, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. Hi,
6: my name is George. I am playing William Grose Matrices. He is a Fostern Arun of the Glasswalkers.
4: Last time, the
0: Packs divided up and continued their journeys. Dimitri and William continued their journeys journeys in Minnesota to gather information from the remaining kin to tell their stories at the next moot and thus complete Dimitri's rank challenge. Meanwhile, back in Colorado Springs, Kyle continued to work on the Sons of the Flag, infiltrating the group in an attempt to make them do some community good while secretly trying to bring them down from the inside with his own rank challenge. Zeb, speaks in sweet whispers, continued his journey moving through the abyss, looking for an ancient Garu fetish, the cup of joining, so that he could achieve his rank challenge. Finally, Korra, Mark, and Stormchaser ended up in the western slopes near Yellowstone National Park, where they began the process of purifying the iron hammer that they had gained during the raid upon the Black Spiral Hive. Now, the packs continue their journeys. Kyle, you've been given a location of where to meet the Sons of the Flag, and this time, they they have offered to drive you to the main building as you wait you are driven there and mr gates is in his office as he nods and kind of welcomes you in
1: good to see you again
0: yes it's good to see you kyle have did you find the drive over
1: to your liking oh yes it that was lovely thank you
0: excellent excellent so we have a couple We had a couple writers last night start going over what I told them about your story. And, well, we can personalize it a bit more and make sure that if there are any untruths that they can't be linked via the public record. But as he kind of hands you over a couple sheets of paper, wanted to get you to look this over, get your ideas, see if there's anything you could add or possibly possibly add more of a personal touch so that we can really pull on america's heartstrings about what it's like to finally be someone to work your way out like a true american and i also wanted to know if you had any more ideas on that homeless group you talked about and how we can maybe spin that in our pr
1: campaign uh sure sure which which would you like to do first let's uh
0: let's have you look this over first as you start looking over at the script it's a lot of the same talking points but written in a way that the more overt terribleness is couched in very flowery and almost pretty language a kind of uh respectability politics hanging over it
1: well i suppose i I don't have any any complaints about this in particular it it's just about what we talked about last time, so, you know, no big surprises. Sure, and sure. And Kyle will make a show of continuing to go through it.
0: As he's listening very intently. Good, it sounds like you, you know how to pronounce those words. That was just one other thing we wanted to check first. We want the, the language to sound authoritative, but sincere. And if you're saying the words incorrectly, that requires a certain sort of uh, personality type and temperament that sort of clashes with what you've been presenting me. <laughs>
1: No, uh, I I understand. I mean, I I didn't have a chance to go to school, but you know, I, I've learned plenty of words, I suppose.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, then I guess next order of business. Let's uh let's talk about the these uh these homeless people that you think we can we can help and possibly use to our benefit.
1: Well, sure, sure. Well, I gave you my idea. Directly with the homeless last time, but um, I, I don't know if if this is something you're aware of. But just being on the streets for as long as I was, it it became fairly apparent to me uh, a large percentage of, of the homeless people, whether they're freshly homeless or not, they're they're LGBT. Actually, um, you s-
0: you instantly see the scowl on his face.
1: And oh, ah. Uh, f- <laughs> I'm going to activate persuasion uh, okay. before we get too far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good call. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, one. it's a minus minus 1 difficulty and he is far more open to your suggestions.
1: So, and I some of its PR, right? But some of it I think is just more more directly serving of America because for me, the most important right is it, it's the right to bear arms. It's the second amendment because from that the power that we have, that's that's really where all the other rights come from, our ability to protect those other rights. But a lot of the LGBT people that I met, they're, well, they're pretty anti-Second Amendment. Frequently, I think, because to their eyes, the guns are on the other side of things. But I think it'd be pretty easy to convince them to be supporters of the Second Amendment. And at the same time, up the, the personability of the Sons of the Flag by... Well, protecting an event or two of theirs, in in force, you know, armed, get them used to the idea that hey, gu- guns are here for you. They're for here. They're here for everyone, you know.
0: All right, manipulation expressions uh, diff nine still, but you won't. You'll only need one success. You can spend willpower.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm gonna spend one willpower on this.
0: Mm, as you see, you, you get three successes, and you see. His face churning, the wheels kind of turning as well, as you clearly see him trying to think things through before he speaks, as old Brandon Gates clearly is one who likes to make sure that his... to present sort of a well-thought-out argument as he goes. Hmm. Okay. Not sure how... Getting them on our side on that one would help get our final goal through, but maybe we could use that as a as a smokescreen to get others under a big tent thing. Or, hmm, interesting. I can kind of see it. Perhaps I have been too harsh in that area, and it's
1: well. I think a lot of what it gains you isn't necessarily, you know, LGBT joining the group or anything like that, but having fewer talking points that people can use against a group is always helpful. Even if it's, oh, well, I mean, we don't agree with them on this and this and this, just having one less thing on that list, particularly from from a group that's on the other end of the political spectrum can really
0: Modished.
1: dampen a fire
0: to shut down the libs, okay. I can, I can get behind that. Sure, we'll we'll do that. I'll reach out to a few of my contacts so that we're not directly communicating right away. At least to, I think if we approach them directly, they'd reject us out of hand. But if we sent an emissary in between, extend that olive branch. Uh oh. Yeah, I've got a call to make, actually. We've got a guy in New York, runs a podcast on me cylinders, and I'm thinking we could get him to have two of us there and we come to a, to some sort of cordial agreement.
1: Oh, but, uh, that'd just be online, right?
0: Initially, initially. That way we ease the tension sort of thing, create a PR thing. But we'll we'll keep it under wraps. We won't post it on the official group page. We'll, we'll keep it under wraps. And then what I need for you to do, Kyle, you're not... Because you're only fresh, right? What I need you to do is I need you to get into a bunch of liberal groups on Head Novel and spread the message around in those groups specifically. That way it spreads in one echo chamber and it avoids ours. So we don't alienate the members we already have.
1: Sure, sure. I can I'm sure I can work with that. Um Is there any risk for well I mean me doing speeches and such, like the ones that you had your writers write up? Uh,
0: that's true, that's true. Maybe I'll get someone else to do it, or right, we'll we'll spin up some few fake profiles. That way we keep you clean for when we start making you do the national circuit stuff.
1: Okay, yeah, that that sounds like a plan to me.
0: Excellent. There, there. So now we'll do that. We'll open ourselves up to that. Uh, we'll get, get there. We'll try and open, we'll, we'll present one face to the liberals and we'll try and keep our original face to the, the true patriots and real Americans. <laughs> and sure. that way we can go from there. That's a good idea. So we'll get that squared away. We'll, we'll do it quick too. So we'll need to spread this around like wildfire. I gotta make a few calls.
1: Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> obviously, I can't make any calls, but uh, is there anyone else you want me to meet with? Uh, why don't you? Hmm.
0: I get you to hang out with the the boys that that first introduced you. Make it personal. We're we'll, we're gonna take some. Let's gonna uh, let's get you guys hanging out. Make sure that they use their phones to take lots of pictures with you so that when we start running you on the national stage, we've got pictures and video evidence of you coming to us organically and us kind of finding you through the enjoyment of your new friends.
1: Sure, sure. And I like those guys. That no, makes it easier. Very nice.
0: Good, good. Yeah, I'll give them, we'll give them a call. We'll get them to pick you up. You guys just do barbecues and stuff for like the next day or two, and we'll make sure that this all works out. And we all end up happy, and we all end up
1: getting what we want. Sure, man, that that sounds great. I'm uh, not about to turn down a barbecue.
0: <laughs> That's good, all right. Well, Kyle, it was a pleasure. Uh, always bringing new ideas that I find
1: incredibly interesting as he throws out his hand to shake yours kyle will meet his handshake yeah it's been a real pleasure mr gates thank you
0: all right meanwhile back in old minnesota william and dimitri you were thinking about sneaking in on the into the paper mill
5: yes about that oh did you change your mind (laughs) i did change my mind (laughs) Um, (laughs) i had like a week to think about this and i was like wait william's a glass walker he can just hack him
6: if you say so but where's the um, fun in
0: that okay so hack what specifically
5: i guess my idea is uh hacking into their email system of the the management or mm-hmm. um or at least as high up as we can go mm-hmm. and maybe see if we can get information from emails or anything like that okay Unless William wants to add anything. I don't want to force you to hack them.
6: Oh, the hacking is going to be the easy part.
5: Uh, Okay.
6: It's the transferring the data without being seen or all that. Yeah, most
0: admins will go, Why is a terabyte being copied off our system? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better shut this down.
6: But I yeah. do like the idea of the emails where I can hack in to management, senior level employees, and maybe grabbing a couple different email chains and just sending it to a, a burner email address and then deleting any of the sent emails from that account. So that way it can't be seen by the user and only the admins would be able to see it if they went looking for it specifically. Okay. Uh, And by doing that, I am going to spend a point of willpower to activate plug-and-play, I believe is the... Yeah, plug-and-play. So I can just go ahead and connect my cell phone to the Wi-Fi and hack into their system.
0: Okay, the system is actually pretty elegant and pretty uh, pretty top-notch, so the hacking role will be intelligence computers difficulty eight and this is for middle management and lower. All right you were able to get to middle management and lower middle management has sent out several safety briefings things like that as there's been a recent accident within the last month of someone unfortunately losing an arm in the uh, paper or the pulp grinder. And uh, as it turns out, it works just as well as on arms as it does on trees. And all this is they talk about how, with a heavy heart, they were unable to pay out workman's comp because the man did not file paperwork, the proper paperwork, within two weeks, though uh, they did say in the email three weeks later that he had just woken up from a coma. And so that they are reminding workers to keep up to date on their workman's comp and that, remember, the company can't help you if you don't let us help you and other such slogans.
6: Can I get a name for this person?
0: Uh, It came from the management distribution email. So all middle management signed off on it.
6: I meant for the person who lost their arm in the
0: accident. Gotcha. Sorry. My mistake. Yes. I mean, that, that's still
6: may. good information that all of management signed off on this saying that this is a good <laughs> idea.
0: Virgil Andrews.
6: I would go ahead and let Dimitri know, maybe bounce some ideas off of him. I'm I'm also assuming that the Virgil went into a coma immediately after the incident. That seems most likely a medical seem, coma, right?
0: Seems likely, yeah. Well, also shock yeah, <laughs> in so, medically induced coma yeah
6: so two weeks to submit paperwork but three weeks in a coma so of course can't place paper god I fucking hate this system Ah. okay anyway Dimitri any ideas on this
5: I know he hasn't in folk but perhaps we can get his story out of him I'll pay him a visit see what he has to say about things
6: Do a quick search on Virgil, Andrews on social media. See if there's any family in the area or possibly kin.
0: So looking through it, uh, there's several Virgils in the town, but this one doesn't seem to have any sort of social media presence on uh, Head Novel or any of the other big socials.
6: Then let's use the system that's in place now and... Look at Virgil Andrews' account at the paper mill.
0: All right. So Virgil Andrews' account. Uh, it seems that Virgil has been with the company for three years and two months. That he'd been working. That he was one of the people who brought in the brought in pulp, things like that. Worked with several of the chemicals. Due to a staffing shortage, he had been moved to the grinder, two weeks before. He was given a three-day crash course training course on safety, though safety is every, you see every year there's at least several online safety courses that have to be accomplished by every employee and certified by every employee before they can return to the floor to uh, to prevent any sort of legal problems for the company. You also see that one of the emails now after he has woken up is an HR representative by the name of Sonia Sherman. And Sonia is saying, hi, Virgil. I hope you're well, and we are sorry for your loss. However, upon inspection, we are trying to accommodate your new circumstances and have found that you do not match any of the prerequisites for any jobs that would, that would allow you with reasonable accommodations to accomplish this. We would like to talk to you about possible severance pay and relief from employment. This includes a 25% payout On medical bills, on top of existing insurance, we are willing to pay for your insurance for the next three months to make sure that you are happy and healthy and are well on your way to finding your next opportunity. I look forward to seeing you when you come back to the office. Have a great rest of your week. Sonia.
5: I have a feeling, William, that this may lead us to a dead end for our purposes here. It's it's just a feeling I have. But it does enlighten us on the kind of situation that these people go through outside of our kinfolk.
6: The information is useful, but I believe you're right that this going to talk to Virgil would be a dead end, specifically. I'm trying to think... I think there is... Does the company have a window of time for training is it only three days or is it supposed to be longer so like company policy
0: you could look that up and company policy is is that for someone transferring to a new department depending on how close the departments are three days is the standard for retraining which is what virgil went through and for Full-on training, it's a full two weeks, which is what Virgil did when he first started.
5: Well, un- unfortunately, it seems, Quilliam, that we're not in a position to to help right now, at least for Virgil's sake.
6: Let's go ahead and pick up most of that evidence and just email it to Virgil's personal email
4: okay. on
6: the company personnel Information.
0: Okay. You do that. There is another level up of senior management, but that will be a diff nine hacking check because that stuff is extra encrypted and has a bunch of extra bells and whistles to make sure that because those emails include things like trade secrets and other legally liable things. But that is diff nine.
6: And I can use a point, willpower to get an auto-success on this, since it's just a skill roll. Yes. Okay. I'm going to do that.
0: All right. You do get in. You're able to look around some of the senior management emails as you see things such as possible cost-cutting things. There is one very long email thread about a very serious discussion about the potential... To start employees off as independent contractors, especially those who work in delivering and trucking, so that you they can get a large portion of workers off of the company health insurance, especially in light of the Virgil situation where the company is still liable for his insurance at this moment in time. And if they want to prevent these sort of financial disasters in the future, they could start off with contractors with bare minimum coverage insurance as a way to prevent these sort of economic drains on the bottom line. There is another one that says that the newest EPA regulations have dropped and it is about the number of chemicals that they can dump into the water systems. The company is now talking. There is a very long discussion and I need uh, intelligence science role to kind of parse out what is being said it is diff six so you put it together what it is is that there's a regulation because most paper mills require several com several compounds and chemical compounds such as chlorine and the like to get the right coloring consistency and the like from the pulp and that the EPA says that you can dump that water, but it has to be below a certain percentage. The company is now talking about running their waste system to average that out through the day, but that they could possibly, through cost-cutting me- measures, let it increase by about 002 to 0.5% above EPA regulations and let it run A little lower on other parts especially the closing parts of the day as the residuals if someone were to test the water system would come at about exactly the point of what the EPA is requiring this also means that if they are caught the uh, the fine is still about if not 75% that of what it would take to re-energize and reinvigorate their infrastructure so cycling in this way is a perfectly acceptable way to stay within the legal framework if test the waters are tested though these people are clearly cognizant of leaks because they said this is just a suggestion we will of course run it by legal to make sure no laws are violated
5: i think at the very least we could a leak the information about the cutting the health and insurance coverage from the sounds of things
6: how would you want to go about doing that dim my thought is to accidentally quote unquote accidentally send it via the senior executive to the whole company as an accident so everyone would be aware of
5: that well, William, as the humans say, great minds think alike. I think we had the same idea.
6: Keegan, is there a way to do that, but send it from the actual personal computer? Like, using my phone, hack into that senior exec's computer to send the email from that computer's IP address and then remove the existence of my device from that computer?
0: You can't do it from their physical device. However, you can mask the IP, which will be another role. Once again, they have huge detection systems. That would be another int computer role, diff 9, to, okay. do, to mask the IP to do that. To remove any instance of your, your phone being there for anyone who looked, however, that means that you're going to have to get a minimum of five successes, and that's rules as written. <laughs>
6: if that's the case can i at least mask my phone through multiple vpns
0: you can do that that one we will do a another intelligence computer check diff six
6: so it's a diff nine to send it via the the so it'd be
0: diff six first and then a diff nine roll after okay
6: oh But that's the Diff6.
0: Yeah, that's the Diff6 one. Uh So his computer is removed from anyone trying to go through those VPNs or his phone.
6: Yeah, Um, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to spend another willpower point.
0: Okay. All right. So you are able to successfully send out that email, quote unquote, by accident via the senior management's computer Okay. or IP, I should say.
6: Yeah. Well, Dimitri, at least we got a look into a couple things here. Did you want to take the next two days and talk to. Damn it, where are their names again? Not Noah. Russell and.
7: Fuck, where are my notes?
5: I know. I remember Russell was the kinfolk that cut himself off from the family. Mm hmm. I. I'm having second thoughts about reaching out to him because even though we're not going to be here but only for a few more days the kinfolk are going to be stuck here and if he sells us out he might put them in danger as well. I don't want to but I think this is a a situation where we'll have to not talk to him just as Linda suggested.
6: Is this a tend to thy own sickness?
5: I think that if if we are going to treat the kinfolk better, we have to we have to trust their word as well. Linda told us not to talk to Russell. That he is going against the family and and is uh, separating himself. You know, these people have suffered enough. That uh, working at the paper mill, he felt was his only option. I think he made his choice by doing that. Make a strong
6: case, Dimitri. I will respect that. So in this case, what should we do to hold our time for the next two days?
5: I think it was we could break the news to Clark, tell him what he is, who his family is, and, well, we could do that for the next two days, or at least make a plan.
6: Just to Confirm, Eleanor and Grant did not want to bring Clark in to the fold?
0: They were confused. They weren't sure if they wanted to, just because they were afraid that it would shake him and he might accidentally say something because he does work at the paper mill.
6: Because he doesn't know. So maybe we should... I do think we should bring Clark into the know. But Eleanor and Grant Davies were concerned for his safety and health by bringing him into the fold. Maybe we should set up a family meeting and dinner with with everyone?
5: That's what I'm thinking. And maybe try to, try to break the news more easily if everyone is there, rather than confronting him with just the two of us. And Matthias.
0: Matthias is just like, this is your thing, my friend. I'm just trying to meet Famori's bane.
6: The other legends.
0: Are they legends now? <laughs> no.
6: let's, let's call up the Davies and let them in on the plan and make our way back there.
0: And so you go start taking care of that. But now we go back to in the depths of the earth, Zeb, you're scooting across as you're in a massive fissure moving through crawling through the depths as you're trying to slowly escape the abyss as you just hear whispers from all around the red glow of the star and the eye above you vanished now as you do hear off in the distance two wolf howls over the moans and the whispers
4: two questions one have i have i crossed back over the gauntlet can i tell that i'm back in the physical world You are
0: not in the physical world yet.
4: Okay. Okay. What do the howls say?
0: One is just an angry cacophony of noise. Though it's a howl to you, you understand that the howl is just unbridled rage. And the other one is howling almost as if saying, come and get me. The come-and-get-me one's howl sounds familiar, but you can't quite place as it's muffled and echoey and, of course, muddled by all the strange whisperings in the fissure with you.
4: I'm not going to howl back yet. I'm going to try to get out of the fissure first.
0: Okay. Uh, could I get a dexterity athletics roll? Base stiff? Yep. Nope. You try and you get your legs stuck... And now you take two points of lethal damage as you try and smooth out and snap as your leg breaks.
4: Ah, let's keep going.
0: All right, let's do one more. It's now diff seven due to excruciating pain and your leg not doing a whole lot for you right now. Okay,
4: here we go. Come on, boy. Oh, Oh, Jesus. ah!
0: (laughs) All right, you fall. Your head knocks out as you feel yourself shift into Krinos within the Earth. As you feel the rage fill you, everything goes dark. All right. Korra, Cora, Mark, as you come out of the water, patting yourself dry in all of your nakedness, Korra. Yes. You now can take the Iron Hammer and bury it in the Earth.
2: Super. Gotta find a nice spot for this. Hmm, should we get some clothes on? Kind of warm up a little bit.
3: All right, two hearts. Now that you're done with that, the third step is burying the hammer. Now we're pretty much out in the wild, and I'm sure they're just we could find a spot easily that hasn't been tainted by the worm or the weaver or anything like that. But while it's buried, I think maybe you should take some time to yourself. The way that you said that the get thirge, uh the symbolism behind burying the hammer is to get it closer to Gaia's heart, to get it closer to its original unprocessed home. We are in a very beautiful and glorious part of nature and of Gaia right now. And because we are of Gaia, we are very close to her heart. Take some time for yourself. Remind yourself of who you are, of where you came from, and no need to worry about me or storm chaser for the next three days you can ponder upon this and then
0: we can occupy ourselves
2: i think that sounds like a plan i'll find a spot then
0: all right Cora. as you go off and split off from everyone else you start digging slowly as you create a hole big enough for the hammer when suddenly a hand shoots out from under the earth it is enormous clawed and covered in fur as it's grabbing wildly
2: I know this is kind of like a weird thing to ask but is it, does the arm look like it's angry thrashing
0: or is there any other kind of thrashing when something's <laughs> buried down to where only its arm is penetrating the earth I oh, would love to know. I I would love <laughs> to I I would love to know what emotions you feel, Sam, when oh. you're buried and you finally get your arm out cuz desperation and anger are very hard to tell apart as a rule when you're buried alive. I
2: <laughs> I was thinking like as a po- like fury like thrashing about or like oh my god help me
0: i need to get out would you would you be I able to tell the difference honestly i don't think no <laughs> oh, no no my god no. great hand no, of the I soil <laughs> what is your emotional state are you emotionally well is this is anger so is this desperation is it sadness <sighs> <laughs>
3: this is how we know she's a writer because she's just going through the thesaurus of words for thrashing and like what it can mean anything.
5: <laughs> I didn't know I was playing werewolf the psychoanalysis of, the <laughs> <track> of <walking. laughs>
0: look at the gift. Are those angry or are those desperate? <laughs> Enticing. Werewolf.
2: Any ideas from anybody, because
0: nope, I'm at a Second hand pops up, oh, Boom! Damn it. <laughs> smash. As it's raking, the claws are digging and slicing through the dirt. What do you do now?
2: I don't, I still don't know.
0: <laughs> Shovel dirt back on it, <laughs> Wait, shake what she hand. do?
2: Shake <laughs> <Yeah, I did. laughs> them. Hi Trust there, guys. <laughs> Cora, I guess she, her first reaction would be to attack him, like... Okay. Because, oh my god, surprise, attacking the
0: hands. Okay, so you're still in Hamid form, I believe. Krynos
2: form, yeah.
0: All right, you shift to Krinos. Roll an attack, please. It's gonna be diff eight, just because they're just hands.
2: Okay, but big, hairy Krinos hands. Oh well, I succeeded anyway.
0: Four, that's four rollover.
2: Okay, four rollover... That's my strength, plus two, plus four, so 16.
0: Okay. Sean, could you roll soak for me?
4: Yep. I'm sorry,
2: Sean. Did I do? It
4: definitely did. I I, I mean, well, we'll see. Okay.
0: So, Sean, you take three aggravated. As Corey, you see a one-eyed Krino's head burst from the earth, howling in rage and anger. It's Zeb. With his arms mangled, bloody chunks missing from your swipe, as the fear, the frenzying Krynos is trying to pull desperately f- from the earth. Is he still stuck l- mostly? Stuck to his waist now as he is roaring, slashing, and looks like ready to attack you.
2: Korra is in Krinos form. I'm gonna s- like cause she'd recognize. She'd recognize Zeb and Kranos. So she's going to sit at the edge of the hole and wait till his fury calms down.
4: Okay.
0: Uh, As he's trying to pull himself out, full frenzy still, getting up, pushing, struggling. It occurs to you that you may want to leave and just let him pull himself out and expend his frenzy. Otherwise, he will attack you.
2: Fair enough. I am not in his pack. All right. Pick up my hammer and...
7: Fix yourself.
0: (laughs) Go find another spot for my hole. Okay. As you run off, Zeb, you expend your fury destroying things around you before you finally regain control, shift into your Hamid form, and look down, and your arms are a wreck.
4: Serve that. All right. Do I hear those howls anymore, Keegan? You don't
0: hear them right now, but you do feel that you've exited the Umbra and are in the physical realm. There is a hole that seems to have been partially dug that you didn't dig.
4: All right, do I still have that tusk, the horn?
0: As you pull it out, it's just a, a spiral-shaped rock.
4: Fair enough. I will climb the rest of the way out of the hole and try to figure out where I am. As you're
0: walking around, could I get a perception survival? You notice some tracks. They're Krinos tracks left in the fresh dirt that was scattered from the recently dug hole, and they're heading in a specific direction.
4: All right, I will follow those tracks. You
0: follow those tracks? Cora, you see Zeb tracking the earth before he notices you. You finish with your
2: fit?
4: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Cora will look at him like, Are you fucking kidding me? And sigh. (laughs) And she'll go over to him. She'll wring out some of her clothes, because probably hasn't been that long and perform mother's touch on him on his arms
0: (laughs) all right what's your current rage zeb Four. Okay. hey so you healed two points of ag zeb as the wounds start to close around your arms
4: thank you very much i have a more urgent question before i ask the second one of what you're doing here and where exactly i am have you seen malcolm around here at all
2: malcolm no
4: there are two grew fighting either on the side of the gauntlet or here and I wasn't sure if you were maybe trying to track him down. I think N- he might be around here somewhere.
2: No I, I haven't seen Malcolm at all. It's been uh, unnervingly quiet recently. Nothing has happened it, until you frenzied out of the ground. What the hell were you doing?
4: I came out of the abyss and I saw a vision of a stream and of you standing in the stream. And then I had to dig out of a fissure in the ground because I heard one wolf essentially screaming in rage and another challenging it to come. I don't recognize them, but part of my vision was, you said the word Malcolm, and I believe the first runner might be stalking him. And if they're nearby, they might be fighting.
2: All right.
4: But I imagine if they were around here, we'd probably hear it. And you haven't heard any wolf howls. No. Are you alone out here?
2: Just a little bit alone. Mark and Stormchaser were with me, but I'm doing a ritual, so they—they they figured they could leave me alone for a few days, just a little ways away. We could probably track them down.
4: Well, I don't want to interrupt. If you're busy, what ritual are you trying to do?
2: We're purifying my hammer. Okay. Um, but it needs to be buried in the ground for three days. I was planning on just. Sitting with it, but if we bury it well enough, no, I don't. I really don't want to leave it be. But we could get, we could get Mark and Storm Chaser, and they could help you.
4: I can go find them if you're in the middle of of this, and maybe talk to them. Um, it sounds like a complex ritual, so I'll I'll leave you to it.
2: You were right, it- though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> huh. Your vision was right. I was in the river. It was very cold. It's
4: a good body hardening thing to do they people swear by it
2: um, i don't know what bit it's done yet but we'll see uh
4: display to fenris what you're willing to put your body through maybe cold's a good one
2: cold is a good one for Fenrir.
4: cold's a good one i'll go find those two we can always come back like i said yeah if this is a prolonged thing for your hammer that's pretty important
2: well, three days
4: how many days in are you
2: um, I was trying to bury it when you burst forth through the earth, All right. raging like a bat out of hell.
4: Well, clearly you handled me in good time.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
4: Well, if I don't know if you're fasting and other warrior hardening things out here, but if you need anything, just howl and we can bring stuff to you.
2: I will. I, w- I was planning on it just because I didn't feel like going to the shops or anything. Oh. You asked where we were. Uh, We're around Yellowstone.
4: Okay. Okay, great. Good luck with your hole. (laughs) Thanks. I'll uh, go stomp and try to find the other two that are out here. Okay.
0: So you start heading back. It's not too hard to find them. They're not trying to hide. But before that, Mark, you're talking with Stormchaser as he goes... So for those chimes I was thinking of, I'd heard that it uses storm spirits, and what I was thinking is that we would use any of the storm spirits that came over the mountain to Sacred Stone, because that way we know that they are hardy spirits, strong spirits that can move over mountains and are powerful. Indeed. That's a
3: very good idea. Kind of the tangent off your idea. I heard that there's something called a cloud rope. Something where you can actually bring weather systems to other areas.
0: Now that is interesting.
3: So perhaps, I don't know, I'm a great pie-in-the-sky thinker when it comes to thurging and fetish creation. I like to see what can bounce off of each other. Wind chimes with strong, powerful spirits that we can bring over the mountains. But of course, you know, the the effects of such creating so many wind chimes, dragging so many weather systems over. I I guess it's a little bit of the still young here.
0: No, no. I think you might have something. We pulled weather systems, especially in places that were already dry. We could pull them in over. They'd rain on the other side of the mountain, and then we would separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, and then we would have the the cream-of-the-crop sort of storm spirits to place into these chimes. Mm. I I view it as an absolute win-win on our part if we did that.
3: Even so, in the... uh, A little uncomfortable with your language of the weak chaff of spirits, but perhaps they can be used for another. You say these dry areas, perhaps we can keep the weak spirits there to help make them wet again.
0: For moving whole weather patterns, right, the weather patterns have to come over the mountain. That's where all the weather originally comes from. So they would crash against the mountain and rain there.
3: Ah, no. okay. I
0: see. And then the ones that have enough strength to carry themselves over the mountain and get onto the eastern slope of Sacred Stone, those are the most powerful. They're the ones who have the strength to climb mountains and the speed to do so. Thus we have found and selected for the fastest and most powerful spirits.
3: Ah, uh, you speak true to your namesake, Stormchaser.
0: As Mark, over, you look over Stormchaser's shoulder and you see Zeb marching towards you.
4: Zebulon? Mark, honored elder, I ran across two hearts in the midst of her ritual. I didn't want to interrupt it. Well, of all places to run across us Uh, how'd you how'd you find us (laughs) i crossed over here from the abyss as part of my challenge have either one of you heard howls here of wolves in combat not that i've heard storm chaser
0: yes when we first arrived it was just a one wolf though is what we heard
4: true i just brushed it off as just howls. elder i heard this on the other side of the gauntlet I intend to cross back over to investigate, but I believe it may be, it's a wild, it's a wild hypothesis. I believe it might be Malcolm Wormherder against an enemy. The enemy revealed to be in a vision, I don't quite credit yet, but I believe it could be the first ronin.
0: That's a, it's a cub tale.
4: There are other things that have been revealed to me, Elder, that makes me think that soon the war manifest will be coming, and that tales that were long buried become far more true now. Understanding that I was in the Abyss, Elder. I will go look and bring that information back. I only wanted you and and Mark to know.
0: I think this would warrant our investigation. Me and Mark were only talking purely theoretical things, but if you think strongly on this, I think that three guru would be far more effective than just one.
3: Certainly does warrant investigation. Especially with the news spreading that perhaps the
4: First Ronin is hunting, Malcolm, It's not just a cuptail. I would make an additional suggestion then, should we all go? That maybe this would be an important ritual component for Two Hearts, to not miss out on the possibility of vanquishing a mighty foe of the Gru Nation, to purify her weapon later after an August Deed. But this is your ritual. Um, I defer to, to you two and her about that.
3: Fortunately, it's not a ritual of mine, but one that we're practicing, suggested by a Get of Thurge. Considering it was a fetish of the Get, the proper procedures required a Get ritual. Hence the flamboyance and the burying of it and whatnot. Very dramatic. I figured I'd add to it too with a little bit of a polishing up and cleansing of Korra as well and it's a wonder she did what i told her to do without
4: hurting me well i think i think you're onto something and if the cold winds that i felt in the umber any indication then perhaps her charging across a frozen land through bitter cold as great fenders would allow might be another component the next step indeed i did suggest to her that she needs to rediscover who she is battle for the get is perfectly a reminder well again you are of her pack we can cross over if you believe we can take the time to disrupt this ritual and again a search a search for the enemies of the worm is still a hunt it's still worthy i think well we can cross over and look when you feel ready honored elder again i defer thank you so much for hearing me and my concern.
0: I think that's a good concern. What I think is that Korra could leave the Iron Hammer buried while we do this. There's no point in delaying the ritual, and I don't know if the delay would even would mean we have to start all over again. I came here as a way to talk and a way to clear my mind, and I don't really revel at the idea of extending it by a week if it can be helped. I do have things back at Sacred Stone that do require my attention.
3: No, of course, Elder. We understand. I really feel that with Cor's participation, it's really up to her. Definitely, though, I feel the three of us need to investigate this.
4: Well, we can go back to where she is, where I came through. Okay. I'd look to cross over near to where the part... Again, these don't always correspond, as we know, brother. But I'll take a risk and see if I can get close enough to where I once was to make our our journey short, honoring your time, sir. Mm -hmm. Certainly. We won't keep you here, but if you could stay as long as you could.
0: Yes. This intrigues me, at least. Let us go speak to Cora, see if she's interested. Or you see Storm Chaser, Zeb, and Mark walking up towards you.
2: So much for being alone. What's up, guys?
3: Zebulon has brought up an issue that's occurring. I'm sure he probably uh, told you about it, of the first roaning hunting down Malcolm, and possibly here in the area. Well, we want to go investigate But we don't feel we want to interrupt this ritual because we don't know if we'd have to start all over again to cleanse it. Storm Chaser feels that we could feel that you can leave the hammer here. But considering I suggested you take some time to find yourself, this does pose a good opportunity to find yourself on the battlefield, perhaps.
2: The third I spoke with did not mention anything about whether I could leave it Or not. So the only concern that I have is if I do leave it here, will it still be here when I get back? Is there a way that you could speak to a spirit and ask them to to watch over it and give a signal if there is any disruption to it within the next three days?
3: I'm sure there's a slew of spirits
4: that we could summon and make pact with.
2: Zeb, if you don't mind, I would like to do that before we leave, if-
4: Oh, no, no, I- I absolutely, uh, we can definitely put a spirit on it and- and bind a fetch.
2: That sounds perfectly reasonable to me.
0: Zeb, you summon the fetch, it arrives immediately, and is mildly pleased with you, it seems, as the- kind of uh, as the raven spirit kind of lands and stares at you. Honored friend, why have you called?
4: I ask of a favor of you, friend, to watch over something now that is being purified so that Gaia's power may grow and her enemies be vanquished, for great Fenris and for all of us. Should it be molested, I would ask that you would warn us.
0: Spirit nods.
7: This is acceptable. My price is simple. Let me see it shine once it is fully cleaned. Make it shine, shine, shine in the brightest sunlight that you can and weave it overhead while I fly so that I get the best view of its brilliance. And then leave three coins for me to collect, and I can place upon my nest.
4: Two hearts? Warrior of Fenris, do you agree to these terms?
2: More than
7: fair.
4: Fenris's word is bond, honored Raven.
7: Then the pact is sealed.
4: Nod my thanks.
7: May your eyes Raven. be guarded if you break it.
4: Woe be upon me for such a terrible, terrible betrayal. Are we ready to cross? We are ready to cross. Indeed. Uh,
0: as you all pass into the umbra and begin your search. Meanwhile, a day has passed. And Kyle, you've been getting all the social media pictures, things like that. When you hear all the guy you hear uh, when uh, Spencer
1: goes, Hey man, this has been fun. Good barbecue too. Yeah, man. It's been a really good time. Thanks uh, Thanks again for all you guys have done. Hey,
0: yeah, no worries, man. You're one of us now. Oh, we got <laughs> you
1: something. Really?
0: Hell yeah, man, for when you get on one of those news networks. Come on, as you see them, all of them hitting the table going, Ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, ba da ba-da-bum. When uh, Byron comes out and he gives you a little wrapped present.
1: Well, thanks, guys. I... I'll open it first before I say anything, I guess.
0: As you unwrap the present, and it's a shirt that says, Son of the Flags, and on the back, it's got a skull with burning flags behind it, an eagle flying out of the flaming mouth with Sons of the Flag written in fire on the back.
1: This is one of the sickest shirts I've ever seen.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Holy shit. I want you to know, that is like 12 year old Tyler. Oh, he'd go nuts over this shirt. It'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) look how sick it is. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. You're one of us now. Thanks, guys. Kyle will just put it on over his shirt right now. As you put it on, it's a
0: little loose, but it sits there, and, and you're just like, yeah. As one of them laughs and goes, don't worry, man, we'll get enough beer into you that you grow into it.
1: (laughs) Thanks, buddy. (laughs) So what'd you talk to the boss about? Oh, well, I guess a bunch of things. Uh, We're talking about some of the ways to... Well, because you guys had such a great idea, right? Like, just around me being homeless, but, but actually supporting your cause, or having been homeless, I guess. Other ways that you could draw people like me to the cause in, in different ways. Sick, man. You gonna be a primary recruiter? <laughs> uh, I guess so. I mean, I I don't know. They they talked about a podcast, given some speech that they had someone write. So I don't know. It, it sounds like a lot. That's so fucking cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I owe it all to you guys. Thank you. Uh, as they all look, in
0: some ways, kind of heartwarming, in other ways, really gross, genuinely touched.
1: Yeah, one of the things we talked about was uh, trying to split up some of the, the libs on gun control by doing a couple of, I mean, you know, mostly like PR stunts, right? But protecting some LGBT events because once you get some guns in front of them showing like, hey, look, these guns are protecting you. Instead of the other way around, they might start to feel safer around him. might start to advocate for gun rights instead of the opposite.
0: One of them looks, uh, real concerns, like, do we really wanna, you know, as he once again uses a slur, the second man, like, to what, we gonna all have to start wearing rainbow guns?
1: No, man, and I, I don't think you need to think about this as, like, recruiting them to this cause just recruiting them to the cause of the second amendment right imagine the next time some lib brings up this talking point about gun gun control a whole bunch of people in their camp start yelling at him for it
0: that's true that's true them them libs can't stop fighting making them fight harder just means that we get we we get what we want i, I
1: can can appreciate that right and i mean that's one of our most important rights yeah important to protect it any way you can
0: yeah yeah, okay, I, I see it. Hell yeah, man, you think big picture. Man, are you sure, like, you sure you aren't running, like, some sort of company on the side?
1: <laughs> no, man, no. <laughs> That's not me.
0: Dustin kind of chimes in. Come on, man, we know that you're going to be running Edison in a couple of months.
1: If only, man. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I like to think I try and think about these things as best I can, you know? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, man.
0: So, Kyle, another two days elapse, and you are brought in to talk with Brandon
1: again. Would you mind if I rolled, what was that? Persuasion? Strength of Purpose. Strength of Purpose, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, just because a few scenes have passed, so I want to at least sure. try and get there. some
0: willpower. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Roll Strength of Purpose. And you've regained two points of well power as well, because it's been two days.
1: Oh, okay. Wonderful. And then, yeah, I'm going to roll Persuasion still, too. Which I probably should have done on that last one, too, but it turned out all right. You've got
0: Persuasion activated. Hey, man.
1: Good to see you again.
0: Good to see you. We were on the podcast. Mostly success. We are definitely creating waves in the liberal space.
1: Nice. Good to hear it. Those pictures turn out to your liking?
0: They did. They're excellent. We'll be able to use them for B-roll when you get up in front of the cameras in a week. Awesome, man.
1: Glad to hear it. So, uh, what are we covering today?
0: We're just, we've got your script here. I wanted to give you this, your interviews in two days with the local news. And once we get that going, we can get things really rolling. Still trying to keep it split between echo chambers.
1: Sure, but you move quick. We have to. It's a war, and whoever strikes first strikes hardest. It's impressive as hell, man. Uh, and I, I did some more thinking about other, other PR you could do. Really? Yeah. And I honestly, this one, this one's pretty simple. I think it wouldn't be much to just sponsor a single refugee family. You'd basically have armor against near anything they could say about not wanting people here. About oh closed borders and whatnot, you could... I mean, man, you'd be bulletproof.
0: Okay, I'll let you roll this one. This one's only going to be difficulty 8, actually. Fantastic. Four successes. As he goes, I can see that. You know what? I think that would work and that would make me, like you said, bulletproof. We'll be able to push... push policies and push what we want in one circle and then have a shield up with the other. Good. That's real good.
1: And... I mean, honestly, compared to everything else you're doing, what you're spending your time on, this is probably way cheaper. Maybe. Maybe. We'll get that process rolling. Eh, sounds good, man.
0: Sounds good. Well, there's your script. You'll be on local television in two days. We'll have you good, and once you blow up on online, well, then we're going to be able to get you to the national circle within a month.
1: Wow, okay. I'm... Hell, I'm just, I'm really excited to be part of this. It's
0: good to have you aboard. right. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, Dimitri William, a couple of days have passed since you spoke, and working with the Davies family, you were finally able to get a dinner going with Clark, and without, however, his wife which was imperative to Martin and Gloria, as Clark's wife is not kin. Clark had some problems with this, but he is suspecting that his father is trying to have a sort of reconciliation with him after they're falling out, so that's why it took so long, though. They're back and forth. As Clark walks in, and he notices you, William, and Matthias, and he goes... Hi. Hey there. Dad? You hear Marlin going, Son, Yet, yeah, Clark, these are, these are our friends. This is Dimitri, this is William, and this is Matthias. They're here to help with this discussion, and he goes... You see the wheels turn on Clark's face, and he goes, Oh, Jesus Christ. Is this more of that culty bullshit you tried to pull me in? Is this another fucking ploy to get me to leave my goddamn wife? We have kids now, Dad! As you see Matthias' face just eyes wide, leaning back, and you see the very clear face of a 16-year-old going, Why am I here?
6: William is going to turn his head to Dimitri, essentially giving him the first word.
5: Dimitri is going to try to discreetly motion for William to to guard the door. Uh, And when William gets a chance to head over to the door. Uh, Dimitri's gonna... gonna shift. He's gonna shift into his uh breed form. Turn into a wolf, because he doesn't want to bust the ceiling.
0: You go through all your forms to get to that one, so he will see you oh, shift oh. into Krinos oh. and go all the way down.
5: <laughs> Alright, I might as well just shift into Krynos then.
0: <laughs> as you see, Clark's eyes widen, but because he doesn't suffer from the delirium. He is kin, which is good. As you see him going, what the fuck, did you guys give me drugs? As Marlin goes, son, we didn't give you drugs. This was the part of you that we were trying to talk about, but we, we brought you in too late. I, I'm i sorry, what? So he looks up at Dimitri, head scraping, hunched over.
5: Demetri will shift back down into Hamid and say, I, I know it's a lot to take in, but it's... Your family is part of a larger purpose. We... I'm, I'm sure the first thing that comes to mind is probably werewolves. We called ourselves the Garu. And I'll motion to, to William and Matthias and myself and say it's not something that everyone can do usually it happens when you come of age but you are related to it's it's a it's a genetic trait that there is a chance that your children will be like one of us and our we are fighting a war to Try to save the Earth, to well, we to save Gaia. And it's if you want to sit down, I can, I can tell, you, tell you about it.
0: I think you're gonna have to.
5: Yeah, go and sit down.
0: As he kind of staggers and shuffles, and he sits down. Hey, Eleanor, can you
6: grab a cup of water for Clark here?
0: Yeah, yeah, honey, have 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 a drink as he, he holds the glass and he shakes as you hear the gla- the ice clinking inside. Maybe okay. a beer or two. Alright, to regale him with the glories of the Garu, Dimitri, can I get a charisma performance check diff eight due to his you know everything.
5: Uh I'm what I wanna do is basically give him like the Crash course of what the Garu do, what our purposes, and um, how the yeah, how the kinfolk kind of help with that.
6: I am going to assist by translating that into Hamid speech. Oh, so I, I worm I think I... paint Gaia. Oh, the all of the spirit stuff. I'm going to break it down into more digestible words for it for Clark, since we are trying to give him information. Not necessarily like, here's Gaia, behold,
0: and fuck everything else.
5: Uh, Okay. Zero successes.
0: Okay. Do you want to mulligan that?
5: Uh, yeah, let's mulligan that. Does Dimitri get an assist?
0: I'll give him one extra die.
5: Okay. Oh, thank Gaia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the role you're supposed to be good at, bud. (laughs) Why does this
5: works Oh, dice maiden's not on my side today.
0: I see that. All right, so you did succeed though, and he kind of he kind of grasps what you're talking about. I I know there's more. I do, but there is no more room. As he kind of points to his head. Today.
5: That is completely understandable. We we don't want to overwhelm you too much. I know this is a lot to take in.
0: Yeah.
6: I want to stress that it is important that you know your heritage and your ancestry so that way in the future you can pass along this information as your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children's, children's children could carry this gene. And they need to be aware of it. You need to be aware of it.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, um, as you hear Arlingo. go... But we may have to test some of the kids. Your wife isn't kin, and so there is a chance that your children aren't, or at least not all of them. And so you'll have to keep secrets from some of your children and induct others just like we did. our kind of nods. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go home now and uh, think on this for a bit.
6: I'll give Clark my business card.
0: He takes it and he, he, like, unthinkingly puts it into a pocket.
6: If you have questions, you can call me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of staggers out. And now we go back to Korra, Mark, Zeb, and Storm Chasers. You guys have been searching the Umbra for about two, three days. No sight or sound. And you hear wolf howls. They echo back at you. And it does sound very much like Malcolm. But it seems like he's not hearing you. But you're getting closer now. Okay. As the normal wolf howl shifts into a much more deep one, like that of a Krinos, maybe half a mile from your location.
2: Sounds like sprinting time.
3: On the way, Mark will turn into Krinos form as well.
0: All right definitely
4: well there since they're all have a bunch higher stamina I guess Zeb will fly to okay. keep up with the far more athletic guru one of whom has already brutally abused him with her hands
0: it's got, because yeah, she, it, it is because she didn't understand if your hands were angry or desperate to be fair desperate.
4: <laughs> that's right you see what happens when me and Kyle put Mark in the abyss and then you chop off his hands with your big hammer
0: We're going to get your ass.
5: We're going to get your ass for this.
0: Stamina rolls, diff six for everyone, and then diff seven for Mark. All right, you all succeed. As you see this huge, 11-foot-tall Krinos, hairless, holding Malcolm by the horn, you see Zeb a golden cup in his belt. As he holds Malcolm's head, go, and you hear him speak. Though it sounds like a whisper, it is as audible as if it was in your own ear as you hear the creature whisper,
7: Pain. Pain for you who would take away this world from me. Pain for you, herald of the ender of my joy, the one who would cease my vengeance.
0: As Malcolm's eyes look over at all of you, his eyes widen with desperation, and he's like, Get out of here! As you hear the horn rip, and it gets flung at your feet.
2: Poor Malcolm. Um, I I don't feel like we should listen, and we should save his life. Thoughts?
4: I think we're gonna go for it. It's our friend, and he's about to be killed.
0: Alright. Initiatives,
4: please. What a violent end for the Theer drink challenge. You're welcome,
0: <laughs> Zeb. What are you doing this round?
4: He is a he is a he is a physical guru. He hasn't ascended into becoming some kind of spiritual specter, correct?
0: Yeah, he technically functions like a guru, though, in terms of sheer mechanics.
4: Uh, okay, and, and this is the thing. You this might be a fuck run and find out. The thought was to engage Umbral Camouflage to get closer to him. But if it doesn't work on him because it's functionally, according to the rules, he's a guru, then, it, then I'm not going to... I mean, yeah, I'll it, do it, it'll just fizzle, that's fine. Okay. Um, if that's if that's how it's going to be, I'll find out the hard way.
0: Okay. Umbral Camouflage, then? Correct. All right. Storm Chaser is going to activate Weak Arm on the first Ronin. Mark?
3: So yeah, we'll spend a gnosis to activate Unicorn's arsenal.
0: Cora,
2: I am going to try to activate things of the north.
0: Okay. So the first Ronan is going to spend one, two, three, four. So three points of three points of rage gets four actions and is going to use dazzle on every last one of you. Yay. So I need. Cora, what's your willpower?
7: My
2: willpower is. seven.
0: Dazzled. Zeb, what's your permanent willpower? Six. Dazzled. <laughs> Big dazzled. Uh, Mark, what's your permanent willpower? Seven. Seven. Dazzled. Uh. And. Burp Storm Chaser. <laughs> Stiff nine. Dazzled. There we go. As you all sit in quiet contemplation of Gaia, only only briefly interrupted by the squishing, ripping sounds just outside of Vision, as you hear it whisper,
7: She will be safe from me. Only you are the focus of my revenge. Destiny saves her for a future demise.
0: The scene kind of comes to a close as you hear the groans of Malcolm, his body completely ruined beyond Mother's touch. His eyes are missing, his horns ripped and piercing his hands to the earth.
2: And Cora is gonna like rush like haul ass. kids. Gets over to him in the dirt and just like,
7: Oh my god, Cora, they're gonna say he's unnatural. They're gonna say, they're gonna say that he's evil. Cora, Cora, I can't see
0: As you see him try and tug his hand and it's still pinned into the earth with his horn.
2: Can't do any more damage now. Cora will like yank his horns out of the, out of the earth and kind of like cradle him.
0: as as his hand comes up and you feel the stickiness of his blood and he just goes
7: protect protect him raise him Him. raise raise him he 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 could save save everyone tell tell Snow tell Snow how, how much I loved her and I'm sorry for burdening her. Or
2: like put her hand, like like, rub his face, just like.
7: Where is Where's snow? No one's heard from her. Where where can I find her? Where is she?
0: You try and shake, but he's already starting to go cold. You feel the dampness of tears mixed in with the stickiness of the already drying blood. In the distance, you hear the howl and anger of rage from the first Ronin.
2: Yo. ANGRY RAGE HOWL TOO! <laughs> Cuz she's mad and sad and she's got lots of feelings right now.
4: Is he long gone, Kagan?
0: Oh, the first round? No, that- that, uh, that howl was within distance that you could reach.
4: I'm gonna go run after him.
0: As you see Storm Chaser going, NO YOU FOOL! But, you don't listen. You chase. As the rains come to wash away the blood and hide the tears. And we will find out what happens next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We'll catch you in that
1: next episode. Bye.
7: See you then. Bye. Bye.